Welcome to Weddings and Life with Taylor Nicole, a podcast created to give advice and inspiration for anyone planning a wedding from a seasoned wedding photographer's perspective. I believe that wedding planning doesn't only have to be stressful and that it can actually be fun. In each episode, I will address topics from my professional and personal experience, and I'm excited to share my life with you along the way. My heart behind this podcast is that you leave encouraged and inspired. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad you're here. So in the initial episode, I explained why I was starting the podcast, what to expect in the episodes in general, and I tried to explain why I was a credible source to talk to you about weddings. But because I hope to be your podcast friend, I thought the next one should give you a little bit more information about myself, a get to know your host kind of episode, and maybe it'll help you decide if we can be friends. (laughs) So starting with my background, I'm an only child, and I grew up in a tiny town outside of Kansas City. It was the absolute cutest, and I love all my childhood memories there. I adore the Midwest, and especially the tall trees, but the humidity and bugs aren't my favorite. If you spend one summer in Colorado, you can really never go back. Well, at least that's my experience. But my very first experience with wedding photography actually came from when I was living in the Midwest. My cousin was a high-end wedding photographer in in the Kansas City area, and she hired me to come around and carry her bags, like just her camera equipment one summer. I didn't take any pictures. I didn't even really know how to take a picture, definitely not using a a professional camera. Um, I was just carrying her bags and using a reflector. And I loved spending time with her, and the idea of dressing up and making some money while seeing fancy weddings was a really nice bonus. So we were outside and she was taking portraits of a bride and groom under a tree, near some trees, there were definitely trees. And as we were leaving, she just showed me the back of her camera. Must have been the first time she had done that because I will never forget, I was completely blown away by the image. And honestly, I was really blown away by how blurry the background was. (laughs) It's still the silliest thing, but I had never been interested in photography and I definitely hadn't experienced professional portraits before, so, I really wasn't sure that a camera could make an image so magical. And I guess that's sort of still why I love photography today. I really do love the blurry backgrounds and part of the style of my business is to shoot in a very wide open aperture to really make those magical moments. (laughs) So fast forward and my family ended up moving out to Colorado for my last few years of high school. I was a pretty focused student and while I was finishing high school, I actually earned my associate's degree through a concurrent enrollment program. Um, My whole goal for college was really just to get in and out as quickly as possible and stay out of debt. I really only had a few interests at the time when I was considering college. I enjoyed math and photography, but I didn't think I enjoyed math enough to do a whole bachelor's degree in it. And as I researched, I realized I could finish a fine art degree at the university in just a couple years, and that fit in pretty well with my staying out of debt goals. It's funny because I enjoy art and I pursue fine art now much more than when I was an art student. And even though I studied art, I cannot draw, paint, or sculpt to save my life. Those classes were rough. Photography is truly one of the only ways that I participate in art. Well, anyways. (laughs) So I also photographed some of my first weddings while I was in college. Actually, my very first wedding by myself that I photographed was a complete accident. 
I was hired to second shoot for a wedding with another photographer, so I was just going to basically be her assistant, but actually take pictures this time. I think this was the first wedding I'd signed up to work with that photographer too. And it was in the winter and she texted me that morning and said that she was stranded in an airport in another state and obviously couldn't make it back for the wedding. So she sent me to photograph it in her place. Oh my goodness. But I loved the process of photographing the whole day. It was really fun to just be with the couple throughout the whole day, see all the behind the scenes parts and to really like help them the best I could. I had a lot to learn when it came to weddings, but it was a really good experience and it helped me a lot when I had weddings of my own later in the year. So I think I photographed my first 10 or maybe even 15 weddings while I was in college. I'd really have to go back and see where they all fell. But I wasn't really considering doing photography only at that point. So after I graduated from UNC, I spent six months doing mission, works, mission work abroad and then I came back and worked at a coffee shop and then ended up working in a college ministry. That happened to be where I met my husband who was a graduate student on campus at the time. I'll save Austin and I's story for another episode. As, as I mentioned last time, I ended up going full-time into photography when we got married in December of 2017. I'm not sure exactly what changed in all of those in-between years after I graduated college, but I started to like the idea of running my own business and I felt God opening the doors for that to really become a reality. It was still a huge step outside of my comfort zone and the first year I set super small goals because I never really dreamed that this photography business could become what it has today. I also just had no idea how much I would enjoy running and growing a business. So much so that I usually end up dreaming up work and tasks or strategies even on my time off. <laughs> Fun fact, my very first wedding after going full-time was actually the week after we got back from our honeymoon, and it was at the very same venue where we got married. Shout out to Mackenzie and Chad if you're listening. You guys are the best. Thanks for being my first full-time wedding. <laughs> so that's my background and a little bit more about how I got where I am today. So now for some quick facts about me. I'm probably the most literal person you will ever meet. Poor Austin, he has so many funny jokes and a lot of them go straight over my head because I always interpret things really literally at first. <laughs> I am an Enneagram 1 and even from just glancing at Enneagram types, I knew I was a 1 before I even took the test. Did anyone else feel that way about their personality tests you just kind of know before? <laughs> I've always been a pretty extreme type A personality. I'm also introverted too. Sometimes I've been a little embarrassed about my personality type or more just like jealous of the other cooler or better personality types, even though every type has its positives and negatives. But it's like if you're an entrepreneur, you're basically supposed to be an Enneagram 3. It's not true, but I do feel like there's a little bit of a bragging culture about that in entrepreneurship. The most recommended profession for my personality and strengths has always been in accounting. Which, in all honesty, if I ever needed a new career path one day, I'd probably consider it. <laughs> but for now, I'm continuing to accept and focus on the positive sides of my personality and trying to grow in my strengths and push myself in my weaknesses and learn, all, learn how it all fuels my business and my life goals. Speaking of strengths and weaknesses, some of my strengths are logistics and behind the scenes things. I'm also, I really enjoy monotonous tasks like editing acne out of a wedding or just 
little changes. It's kind of a huge part of editing is the monotonous tasks. I'm very organized. And one of my strengths is about in how I make business decisions. I'm not always a fast decision maker in life, but this has been one area where I just have a strong trust in my gut instinct and it's gone really well so far in business. So I'm thankful for that. Some of my weaknesses are not having a little bit of a sense of direction. I can get lost anywhere, whether that's going down a trail to take portraits, probably a reason, one of many, why I would never hike by myself. Um, I get lost turning around and getting into neighborhoods. And I think there have been three separate occasions where I've lost where I parked my car while photographing a city session. I've learned now to save my parking spot in my phone and just pull up maps right away to get back to it because it's just hard to remember. (laughs) Um, Another weakness is probably work-life boundaries. And they're a little bit non-existent. I kind of really enjoy working. So I kind of think of little work things to do all the time, even when I'm not busy. But it's an area I'm working on this year and just making sure that I take time to rest and do things other than work that end up leaving me more inspired to work too. Um, A weakness would be deciding where to go out to eat. I hate that decision. It's hard every time. And maybe one of my most prevalent weaknesses would be texting. Like really, if you want to hear from me, you might have better luck writing me a letter and sending it in the mail. Maybe if Apple ever decides to start letting us mark texts as unread, that could change. But until then, I don't really recommend texting me. (laughs) Okay. So the next part of the episode is inspired by Jenna's, Jenna Fisher's fast facts from the office ladies. So here are some of my fast favorites. I love and value my time with family above everything else. I enjoy exercising and staying healthy. And I enjoy my cat, who I'm pretty obviously obsessed with if you've followed me on Instagram. I think she's cute. <laughs> I love biking, especially on the Poudre River Trail in Northern Colorado and especially with my husband. I enjoy puzzles. I think they're a fun pastime and it's kind of fun to fit pieces in. As far as food goes, I love all gluten-free carbs indiscriminately. I've been gluten-free for 12 years now and originally bread and cake fun carb items were kind of hard to come by. (laughs) Um, I do enjoy a very occasional margarita or glass of wine, but mostly I love and crave lemonade like all the time. Drinking alcohol in general just doesn't make me feel great, so I skip it most of the time. And I think a side effect of being a wedding vendor is I've really grown to like lemonade. I think it's a common drink choice at receptions. Um, Oh, I love my straight across bangs, and I kind of plan to keep them forever. I don't know if I found my forever hairstyle, but I think so. I do trim them myself, probably to the horror of every hairstylist ever. Sorry, I'm not going to change. (laughs) I absolutely cherish my morning Americanos with Austin at our home in Denver. He got a little espresso machine for a graduation gift, and I think it's been more of a gift to me. (laughs) Fall is my favorite season. My dream would be to go see and photograph all the Colorado fall colors up in the mountains, because those are in like early September, and then book it over to the Midwest and enjoy the real fall. (laughs) Sorry, but Colorado's tree game is pretty weak compared to the Midwest or the East Coast. I think it'd be gorgeous to see fall there too. I love all the big maple trees. Well, I love and I use all Apple products. We're an Apple-only household. (laughs) And board games are one of my favorite things to do, whether that's with just Austin and I or with our families and friends. 
This is where it might get a little bit more nerdy. My favorite board games as of recently are Castles of Burgundy, Catan, Dutch Blitz, Rummy, Cribbage, and Pitch. Love them all. <laughs> I've also enjoyed Scrabble or Bananagrams with Austin, but he's, he has a great vocabulary and he's really good at all of those and I kind of suck, but <laughs> it's still fun. Um, okay, last one. I don't have great movie recall. In fact, most of the time, I can't name the main character of the movie after watching it. Even the next morning, it just goes so fast. But my favorite movie is About Time. It's the first movie I ever watched with Austin, and it's so sweet and obviously has sweet memories. We even used a couple songs from the movie in our wedding. We liked it that much. <laughs> okay, now for dislikes. I don't like driving. I'm not especially great at it. And I will never, ever drive my clients because that's just way too stressful. <laughs> I don't like it when people are rude or make rude jokes. Oh, I hate telemarketing calls. Because I get so many, I've actually stopped answering my phone when it's an, when it's an unknown number. It's because so many times I swear you answer one and then they call you four more times because they know you might fall for whatever they're trying to scam you with. I always figure if it's especially important, I'll either know the number, I'll be expecting a call, or everyone will be nice enough to leave a voicemail. I'm not really afraid of phone calls. I just really don't like it when my time is wasted from the telemarketing calls. I dislike dirt, dust, and bugs, and all bugs, but especially moths. The front range in Colorado has what I like to call moth season in late May or early June. And I swear it's just a time where moths appear out of nowhere and they never leave you alone. I have actually cried with when one got into my apartment. One is in several. They're just so freaky. And I am a legitimate risk when driving if one is in my car. I'll pull over no matter where I am because I just can't control the fear those dumb little moths bring up inside of me. It's irrational, but it's there. Maybe I'm not the only one. <laughs> So far in my life, I haven't really liked living in rural areas, like the country, I guess. I really like being close to grocery stores and parks. Maybe that'll change one day, but for now, I am like the happiest downtown Denver resident ever. <laughs> I don't like a messy house or dishes left in the sink. That doesn't mean it never happens in our house, but I try to prevent it. I don't like how late spring is in Colorado. In fact, the leaves on the taller trees, I swear they don't come back until like late May or early June because every spring I'm just waiting to schedule photo shoots and it's so dry and brown still. Wish it was earlier. Um, oh, I also dislike spring allergies. Did anyone else have like a huge problem when COVID kind of came out in the spring because your baseline is just a stuffy nose? Just me? It was poor timing. <laughs> I don't like the wind. Not fun for me with, you know, my straight across bangs that I like, and it's also not fun to photograph in. And, oh, most of all, oh, there's another one. Um, I don't like slow Wi-Fi. I doubt anyone does. And then the last one is a funny story. I really hated my disaster of a haircut last year. Last spring, I was going in for another haircut. I always just got a short bob. I just wanted some layers. And something went wrong. It was a new, new place I went to, and... I basically ended up getting a haircut that resembled what growing out a pixie cut looks like, but I never had the cute pixie cut. I just looked like I was growing one out. I don't know how it happened, but 
I will say it's taken me all year to grow back the layers to even get below my ears in some places. <laughs> it was so bad. And I really had no idea how much a bad haircut could like damage self-esteem until this year. It's been a lot to like kind of process and work through. So shout out to everyone who cuts and styles hair because your job is really, really important. <laughs> okay, here are a few unexpected things about me that you might not know. This is where I'm going to try to impress you with all of my like two interesting life stories. So this one's the most recent and maybe the craziest thing we've ever done. My husband Austin and I converted a new Mercedes Sprinter van into a camper van all in four weeks last spring. Like jigsaws, painting, measuring, all the things. Austin even did all of the electricity and water. So our camper van had a shower, a toilet, and power enough for me to plug in my computer and edit. So after we finished converting our van, van, <laughs> Um, we ended up selling all of our belongings. We were out in North Carolina at the time, but Austin was transitioning into a new job. So we sold an entire two bedroom apartment full of like furniture and everything. And we moved ourselves, our cat, and only what we could fit in the van and one, the one car we had out in North Carolina. And we moved back to Colorado. The road trip back was my favorite. We stayed at different state parks in Kentucky and Missouri, and it was beautiful. And it was right before my busy wedding season started, so I really just got to enjoy that journey. Um, we lived in the van for about two weeks, which was a long time when you had a cat and no air conditioning, and it was in thankfully early Colorado summer, but it was pretty crazy. My wedding season started to get busier. Obviously, the cat was a problem. <laughs> so. We realized how busy it was camping in Colorado, and so we entertained the idea of selling the van that we put so much of our hearts into, and it sold in just a few days. It was crazy to just like get our investment back just like that. Um, so it's safe to say we will probably never do van life again, especially our cat will never do van life again. And I think we'll stick to investing in actual property instead of vans. But it was a fun and crazy experience, and I bet we'll be really good at fixing up our future homes one day because of all the work we did on our van. <laughs> and my only other mostly, or I think it's interesting life story, I was in a moped accident in Thailand and I had really intense road rash up like the right front half or the front half of my right leg. And of course this happened on like the very first day of the trip. So I really didn't get to enjoy the rest at all. I never got to get in the ocean because I really couldn't walk without breaking all the scabs on my legs and it was super swollen. <laughs> I still have a pretty big weird scar on my leg, but it's tanned out in color over the years, so not as noticeable, but still one of my more interesting life stories. <laughs> so a few of my goals, because everyone has New Year's resolutions, a few of my goals for 2022 are, well, one is this podcast. Producing an episode each week is kind of a huge goal. It means I have to talk a lot, but I also have to be organized, which I like doing. And I'm excited to see where this can go. So that's probably one of my biggest goals. That's kind of a personal and business goal. And then the other is learning more about film photography. Austin's going to join me on this one, and we're really excited to get our first rolls of film developed soon. And I think the other one I've touched on before, but it's really just to have more game nights and memorable times with our families, which means just keeping my work to as normal hours as possible. It doesn't mean that I don't work we weekends and evenings a lot, 
but it just means, I guess, prioritizing time for family to make sure that I get to spend time with them this year, even during busy wedding season. Okay, so that was a lot about me, and I think I'll end this episode sharing my favorite things about weddings. So I've always enjoyed the wedding day and the process of photographing it, even when they get a little hectic or crazy. Some of my favorite moments are right after the bride puts on her dress. The anticipation is always so fun, and the moments with the bride and her mom are just like incredibly sweet. So that's definitely one of my favorite parts. And I really love the family dances, like the father-daughter dance and the mother-son dance. Those are probably the most likely times that I am to tear up during the wedding day. It doesn't always happen, but it can. <laughs> um, and then as a photographer, one of my favorite moments that I kind of look forward to um, is actually right after I've finished the main portraits of the wedding day. So that's like the bridal party, the family portraits, and the couple's portraits. That's when I get to go from like photographer director mode where I'm really controlling a lot of the day and making sure we're on time and I just kind of get to become a fly on the wall and I get to see the reception and the fun moments that happen there. Um, not to say that I don't enjoy taking portraits. I love it. That's obviously a huge reason why I do what I do. Um, but it's just a nice feeling of relief knowing that like, you know, that huge portion of my job is like accomplished for the day. And then I really wanted to share this last story. There was a specific moment in my life when I realized that wedding photography was something that I felt directly called to. So in 2008, Austin and I took a winter trip over to the Western Slope in Colorado to visit his grandparents and some extended family. And I had the privilege of meeting his great-grandfather for the very first time on that trip. I'll never forget the day as long as I lived, or as long as I live. <laughs> so we walked into his home, which he built himself, of course, because he's like one of the world's coolest great-grandpas. <laughs> and right on the wall as we walked in was a framed portrait of his wife on their wedding day. He had lost his wife in a car accident many, many years earlier, way too soon. And he shared about his life with us that day, and from where we were sitting, I, I could just peek over and see that portrait hanging on the wall. And I still think about it this day. I can't help but think about how many guests have entered in their home and left their home where that portrait of his wife was greeting each and every one of them on the wall. And I think about the emotions and comfort it must bring up in him every time he returned home over the years too. It was kind of then that I realized the deeper value of wedding portraits, that they're really the very first heirlooms you get as a new family after your wedding. So I'm pretty sure no matter how artistic or how beautiful the images I create for couples on their wedding days are, that the most important thing I'll ever give is to give people lifelong memories of their loved ones. So on that sentimental note, I hope you enjoyed this episode and getting to know a little bit more about me. I hope that in all the funny and serious details that I can pass your virtual friend test. If you relate to anything I'd love to know, maybe send me a message on Instagram. I'd just like to know that people are listening to these, I think. <laughs> and thanks for listening to my second ever episode of the podcast. I'm excited to share more with you next week. We are going to dive straight into wedding topics. So that's all, friends. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. You can find links in the description of today's episode in the show notes below and on the blog. 
If you loved the episode or know someone who would, feel free to share this with a friend or tag me in your Instagram stories. You can find me at Taylor Nicole Photography underscore. I'll be back next week with another episode. And as always, I hope you leave here feeling encouraged and inspired.